The following program is being brought to you on the Voice America Variety Channel. For more information about our network and to check our additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit voiceamericavariety.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the following program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management. Your new or existing home is one of your most important assets, yet too many people rely on sites, shows, and tips from people who are not in the real estate business when making important decisions. It's time to get real and trust a professional. This is Real Real Estate Today with host Deb Tomorrow. In this series, you'll learn about making smart decisions when it comes to buying a home, selling a home, or even staying in the home you're in. Now, here is your host, Realtor Deb Tomorrow. Welcome to another exciting edition of Real Real Estate Today. I am your host, Deb Tomorrow, and it is a cloudy, rainy day. And is it still February? I've lost track. It is. It's the last day of okay. the month. And the last day of February. And we all just want to take naps. We right? do. Yeah. We do. So, we're, uh, Rachel was sitting here. I haven't, I haven't introduced Rachel in several episodes. So Rachel, who's our associate producer, she has the face of an angel and the mouth of a sailor. So we don't let her live on the air. And before the show started, she goes, I hope I can make it. I hope I can make it. <laughs> and I said, make it to what? She's like, I'm not sure. So that's kind of how things are going today. Okay. So yeah. it should be a darn good show. The other voice you hear is Karen Rastel, who is the best damn letter in the state of Indiana. Woo-hoo. She is with Ruoff Home Mortgage. Hi, Karen. Hello. How are you? I'm good today. She is rocking the, you know, Rachel, we probably should get a picture of her nail polish and put it on the Facebook page. No. Yeah, we are rocking the blue nail polish. It, you know, you're, We're pushing ourselves outside our comfort zone, totally which are. I think is so yep. important. In every aspect of this world. You thought mine, what color do you think this is? Blue? I call it teal. Teal? Okay. Mine's a dark teal. Yours is darker. Yeah, Yeah. I like that. Yeah. It's it's almost time for a polish change, though, so we may shake things up because I don't usually do crazy nail polish, but I'm trying to. I don't either, but I have been. Yeah, and I like. (laughs) We're going to continue to push the envelope in every way, shape, or form, whether it's fingernails or real estate. Okay. So there you go. Because if you didn't figure it out by now, this show is about real estate when we feel like talking about real estate. And sometimes we just sit and chat and that's fine too. Did you watch the Academy Awards? I watched some of it. Did you see the big drama at the end? Um, no, but I watched it on the Today Did Show you, the following yeah. day. I can't bring myself to watch it because I just feel like it's a mass, mass ball of awkwardness and I hate seeing people in awkward situations. No, I watched most of it. Of course, I watched the opening. Right, because who was doing that? Mm, my boyfriend. Really? Yes, Justin Timberlake. Justin Timberlake. But no, I felt like the uh, it, it was lasting a lot longer, the whole award show, than it you know was supposed to. And so I, you know, I had to work the next day, so I yeah. went to sleep. I think I went upstairs for some quiet time like, and didn't watch any of it at all. But, well, there you go. A whole ball of awkwardness. Yep. It's kind of how everything is. So we're going to talk about awkwardness today. Okay. Because we're going to talk about what do you do once you decide you want to buy a house? And a lot of first-time home buyers sort of start to feel really awkward 
because they don't know what they're supposed to do and they make awkward phone calls and they ask awkward questions. So we're going to tell you what you need to do. We're going to make it really, really easy on you. So there's going to be some gems and this is going to be, I swear, the best 10 minutes in radio ever created later on. Okay. So you just need to keep listening for a while. Cause I trust you. I trust yeah, you. You should trust me. Totally. Because would you trust this face? Of course. Whereas the uh, engineer just told me, calm down. <laughs> That's how our show started, the engineer telling me to calm down. So there you go. Um, so I wanted to give a brief update because uh, I don't think we talked about it last week on the 101010 project that we're doing. No, you didn't um, share an update. Yeah. So uh, to catch everybody up, this is my 10th year in real estate. And so to celebrate that, we are giving away 10% of all commissions to, uh, to 10 local nonprofits. And so we've been busy doing that, and some of that's been done sort of quietly on the side. And then there are other things that we are, um, you know, trying to make a little bit bigger deal of. We're certainly trying to do a lot to raise awareness for the different 10, well, it's nine nonprofits and a movement, shall we call it. (laughs) Um, So I posted on Facebook this morning, if anybody listening is local to Bloomington, today we are promoting New Hope, which is a a homeless shelter for families, which is a real unique um, uh, service because there are lots of homeless shelters, but they typically are for you. Know, you have like a male room and a female room, but this is to help keep families together. Um, their website, they have a great little video that was really one of the things that um, really touched me and made me want to support this agency. Uh, and it was talking about a family who was living in one of these week-to-week motels, and they had a choice to either. Uh, stay another week in the motel and then basically be homeless or be homeless for a week, save that money that they were going to pay for that last week in the motel to use as a deposit on an apartment and get themselves into a more permanent living situation. And they were able to go to New Hope and have a place to stay for a week. I know I'm like chilling in and Karen's like tearing up. And uh, this totally why I watched this video and I just saw that story. And she said, you know, it was a kind of a springboard. It was a trampoline for people just to kind of catch them in between so they could get themselves into a permanent living situation. And I thought, wow, that's really powerful. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, these are not people that are you know not uh, trying yeah they're trying to um you know get it together and you know it's hard um you know you get behind and it just gets impossible to get caught up so anyways um i I was talking with the executive director her name's elaine gwen i hope i'm pronouncing that correctly um over the weekend and i asked what do you need because they always need things. And she said one of the things they really need is cleaning supplies, toilet paper, cleaning supplies. Um, as you can imagine, with a, a shelter like that, families coming in and out, keeping it really, really clean is really important. Um, and so I am asking for people to drop cleaning supplies or toilet paper off and I ha- at my office so we can make a delivery uh, next week. And I have this vision of like hundreds of people showing up in my office with rolls of toilet paper. That would be my dream. I will bring some by. I'm sorry, toilet papers. <laughs> to me, I'm pretty picky about. Yeah, yeah. I you can't just have the the real thin stuff. Well, don't ever come to my house then, because we have a septic system, and I live with someone who feels it's very important to have okay. very septic-friendly toilet paper. So mm. that is an area in life that I suffer. Right in. now, I live. The, I'm opposite. Like it's like I have to have a Velvet? certain bre- sure, mm. sure, yeah. <laughs> Somebody said we had one of the local Kmarts in town closed, and somebody said on my Facebook, she said, where am I going to go to buy toilet paper now? Because nobody goes to Kmart, so you can safely buy toilet paper anonymously there. 
But it's a everyday. I know everybody uses it, but it's still kind of embarrassing to like walk out of the grocery store with like your filet mignon in one hand and a giant 24 pack of. We buy it on Amazon, so it gets delivered in plain packages to our house. <laughs> one day I'm gonna I'm gonna be there. I'm gonna cut them all open and just stack them up in, on your porch. Yeah, that way anyone can see it. Oh my goodness, but, yours is in charge of the toilet no, paper procurement. I, so. Anyways, toilet paper. Toilet paper. So I, I was telling on the Facebook post, I said that uh, the front desk is going to think that I'm going to be like TPing houses all over town this weekend or something. So if anybody wants to set me up, no, there's go out and idea. TP some houses and they'll probably push it back on me. So anyways, that was the uh, the kind of the, the big thing that we're working on this week. So if anybody's local or anybody wants to make a donation and we can buy some cleaning supplies, that would be super awesome too. Um, I'd love to fill my little car with cleaning supplies and toilet paper. Um, and then, I don't know, Karen, you want to talk about what we're doing? tomorrow sure because i don't think she listens i don't think she's listening to the show Because she's too, too busy she's too, <laughs> that is true yeah so tomorrow karen and i are making a special delivery of an adult tricycle to um a family it was a actually a past client of ours that we a mutual client that we had and uh really good hard-working people um the grandmother and grandfather are raising i think it's three grandchildren mm-hmm um, and the grandmother has MS too, so she really keeps up with them as best she can. Um, and uh, one of the young men has uh, autism, and he really wants to be out in this and seasonably warm winter that we've had riding bikes with his siblings. But he struggles a little bit, I think, with the he can steer and pedal, but you throw balance into the equation and it makes it a little tricky. So um, she was out uh, looking for a used adult tricycle for him and Karen and I thought well heck we could do that as part of our do good Bloomington uh, portion of the 10-10-10 campaign we should have had Rachel out at your house when we were assembling it what a she, nightmare she could have been <laughs> posting photos of it and because I thought you know that was my idea like we're gonna put this together because like you know it's from it, the heart from the and heart. it's from yeah yeah right we're gonna put this bike together uh-huh. we ordered it, it came in a box yeah and we're gonna put this together Super Bowl Sunday yeah yeah brilliant idea we got really close but then could not get the back wheels on no. so we had to stop yeah and I was pretty much just sitting there with a hammer in hand most of the time. Like, I can hit something with a hammer if you need me to, <laughs> which is probably good that we weren't. And, of course, Yuris was in Pennsylvania with his mother at the time. And I kept texting him pictures like, what, what's wrong here? And he was trying to help us. But anyways, he came back and finished it for and us. And he put the bike together like this in- weekend <laughs> yeah, for so. us, finally. So it only took a month. But that's good, and it does work. Uh, we've ridden it up and down the living room a little bit and put the puppies in the basket in the back, and uh, uh, so I'm excited. I'm kind of excited, too. Yeah. Or I may take it and just retire to Florida. That was also a thought. So anyways, we're going to deliver that tomorrow, and um, that should be pretty awesome. I think Karen's pretty excited. I am. I can't wait to text her tomorrow and just see like what her Hopefully afternoon the, is yeah. like and yeah. if she's even available. Um, but I'm hoping that all of that will come together and it'll be fine. Yeah, we were trying to figure out how to just deliver it anonymously. And then I sort of sucked it up and I said, okay, we can deliver it in person. It'll be good to give her a hug. So anyways, uh, there you go. Lenders and realtors, we're not bad people. Um, so I wanted to answer a question and I'm going to start to talk about it and then probably finish it up a little bit after the break. Um, because I got a call yesterday. And it was from a lady asking about one of my listings. And it's a question I get fairly often. And I think it's something that people don't really understand because it's not like it's chapter seven in your algebra book. Uh, you know, it's it's not something that they teach 
in school. I think that's what today's show is about. It's about adulting. You know, people always say, I don't know how to adult. I'm going to teach you how to adult on just a couple topics. We've got a couple chapters today. But the lady that called me yesterday, um, she asked to see one of my listings because she wanted to buy it on contract. And she said it really matter-of-factly. Like, um, yeah, well, I'd like to schedule a time to see it. She asked me if I was going to have an open house sometime soon. And I said, I'm not sure yet. I haven't haven't scheduled my March yet. And she goes, well, I'd like to see it. You know, it's going to be a contract sale and blah, 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 blah. And she just kind of said it sort of in passing, this whole idea of a contract sale. Okay. And so I had to kind Kind of put the brakes on and go. Wait a minute. <laughs> okay, so you you would need to buy it on contract, and she said yes. And I didn't even get into why, which okay. is typically kind of where I go, because I had to stop and sort of just give her a brief explanation. And I wanted to go into a deeper explanation on today's show. So here's the brief explanation. Um, let me back up, I guess, for people, if you're not familiar, I think most of us maybe know what a contract sale is or have a general idea of how it works. But a contract sale is when there's no uh, mortgage company involved. The, the seller actually sort of finances the house for the buyer. Um, I think we did a show on this a few months back. Rachel may have to try and dig that up. We talked about rent to own. Mm, maybe it yes. was a, is it too good to be true show? I'm not sure. Um, uh, so the seller would accept a monthly payment. And part of that's going to go towards principal, and then there is an interest charge in there, too, just like you would be paying if you had a mortgage through a lender. Um, and sometimes it's you know it's for a certain amount of time, so sometimes it's for two years, sometimes, and then they have to refinance and pay it off. Sometimes it's for 30 years, and that's the seller's retirement plan, <laughs> which I think some people do as well. It can be called a land contract, or you may hear it called a contract for deed, Um Don't forget when you do this too, in addition to the monthly payments, you've got a pretty significant down payment. Um, But the reason that I told the buyer that this wouldn't work for this property is because my seller has a mortgage. And I think that's something that buyers don't think about often. Mm -hmm. If you have a mortgage on a property, there's going to be a clause in that mortgage called, Karen? Due on demand. There you go. I was going to say due on sale, but due on Demand Do is what it's yeah. called. Okay. Which means if you sell the property, they have your lender has the right to demand the balance of, and they will demand the balance of the mortgage to be paid off. Mm-hmm. You can't sell the property to someone else and still have a mortgage on it. And this is true even in a contract um, situation because even though, you, well, we're going to talk after a break about kind of how title is shared on that. But if you have a mortgage on a property, typically you can't sell on contract. So let's take a break. We'll talk about that a little bit more. And then we're going to tell you the best 10 minutes in radio coming up after that uh, about what you do when you want to buy a house. So stick around. You're listening to Real Real Estate Today, your home for smart real estate. The Internet's number one talk station. Number one talk station. VoiceAmerica.com. Are you interested in buying or selling a home? Not sure what the next step is? Deb can help. Go to realrealestatetoday.com and click on Start Here. You'll be asked a few simple questions and Deb will personally contact you to help answer your real estate questions and connect you with a realtor in her personal nationwide network of realtors. So even if you aren't in Deb's service area, you're guaranteed to find a good match wherever you are. Visit realrealestatetoday.com. Are you finding your frequency? 
It can be described as that space between failure and success. It's the future of digital media. It's finding your voice. It's engaging topics, content, and ideas. Jeff and Ryan discuss the digital media space and all of its aspects. It's about making the mistakes, taking the chances, summoning the intestinal fortitude to step out of your comfort zone, and discovering what you can accomplish when you decide to try, decide to learn, decide that you have something to say, and find your frequency. Live Fridays at 2 p.m. Pacific Time, 5 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Variety Channel. You count. Tune into Interrevolutionary Radio and join the spontaneous wave of people all over the planet who, like you, are changing our world from the inside out. Follow the movement. Meet guests who are shaking things up. Call in and gain insights and courage to empower your own voice. Large or small, your part counts. So join us. Co-hosted by Beth Green and James Maynard, Interrevolutionary Radio airs live every Thursday at 3 p.m. Pacific Time, 6 p.m. Eastern, on the Voice America Variety Channel. Streaming live, the leader in Internet talk radio, voiceamerica.com. listening to Real Real Estate Today. To reach Deb tomorrow or with questions and comments about the show, please send an email to Deb at realrealestatetoday.com. That's Deb at realrealestatetoday.com. Now, back to this week's program. Okay, welcome back. We were talking before the break about contract sales and kind of explained how it works and a little bit about um, how Technically, a seller can't really sell uh, a house on contract if they still have a mortgage on it because their mortgage includes a due-on-demand clause that says if you sell the property to someone else, then you have to um, pay the balance of your mortgage off. Uh, It's important to note that typically in a contract sale, and these can be structured a lot of different ways, which I think adds to the confusion, typically the seller will retain actual title to the property. They'll retain that legal title, but the buyer has kind of what's called equitable title. They have some claim to the property because there's a contract, um, assuming that you have had proper uh, a proper and legal contract drawn up uh, and recorded with the county. Um, so if they don't have full title, you don't have full title, it's not yours to sell, and I think that's a really important part, too. It, I know. I'm like, I have all kinds of things I, I want to say. Just don't, right? Just, yeah, just don't, don't know, do it. It's, it's hard. And and the person, let's say they don't even have a mortgage on there. But let's say that they they need the money to go purchase their next home. Right. Then I start thinking as a lender, okay, you're retaining this other home. What type of loan program are you considering for this new purchase? And what would those other additional requirements be because you um, are choosing to retain your other house. Yeah. Oh, yeah, right. Um, because a lot of people, you're right, they can't qualify for their new home without paying off the current one or not having that debt, you know, on their record, if right. you will. Um, or if they could do that, they have to carry a higher amount of reserves. The lender, like if you own two homes, the lender wants to see that you've got payments to cover both homes for a period of time. And so that can be an issue for a lot of people. I think what's important to understand too is part of the reason this came up was because the lady that called yesterday, but then also because we know someone who just bought two properties on a contract. And we were just thinking about it 
and saying, you know, does he realize that everything he does to that home, if if he changes jobs, decides to move to a different state, he doesn't have the right to sell that home. Mm-hmm. He walks away from that new furnace that he just put in or the new roof that he put on the house or anything that the down payment that he made or any of the payments that he made. You just walk away. That's a huge risk. I agree. Yeah, I agree. I agree. <sighs> okay. Um, you know, some people say, why not just don't tell the mortgage company? <laughs> I'm sure people think I'm that. Sure, I'm sure. And I've actually, do. and I can tell you, I've seen it done. I don't necessarily recommend it. I mean, it's not like mortgage companies are making bed checks. Um, but they are keeping an eye on property. And I think they keep an eye on where the mail is going. And if the mail is not going where they think it should be going, then they ask questions. Um, and I think if they found out as the seller, you could be slapped with a, you know, due on demand clause right. immediately. I mean, boom, you owe us the balance of your mortgage, like, today. Right. And I don't I haven't read the, the mortgage uh, the, contract the con- in, yeah. in, in detail to know, like, what the penalties are. I thought that would be I'll, a good up to, upcoming show. I'll bring, I'll bring, I'll bring the uh, excerpt of that like, from the note. Okay. Well, I'm thinking that an upcoming show may be, like, we go through the whole mortgage. Be super fun, wouldn't it? <laughs> I'm giving you this look. I, wish I know, I know. Listeners could see. No, we'll make that it would fun. Be fantastic. No, right? That was sarcastic. <laughs> We're gonna um, go through. No, because when whenever people sign mortgages, the title companies, God bless them. I mean, they're all we have really good title companies around here, but they're kind of like, here it is. Um, yeah, you probably don't want to read it. It's the same for every property in the state of Indiana. So if you want this house, you kind of have to sign it. You know, I mean, they let you read it if you want to read it, but. You know, there's a lot in there. I think we just could go over it at a high level. We did go over it at a high is. level. Yes. So, anyways, yes. I just thought that would be interesting. Um, so, anyways, th- th- there's some other reasons why contract sales aren't a great idea. I'm really beating this horse kind of dead because I just really want to make this point. I think it's just a horrible, horrible, horrible idea. Um, I, I can't come up with a good, a positive for the buyer. Yours and I were talking about this before I left to left at home today and he's like I guess it's a way to get in a house kind of quick and I was like I guess but I'm just what cost I'm trying to figure out at what point would a seller how does that I don't know because I I would never do it so it's hard for me to put my my mind around it and you know and if a person is not able to obtain financing I don't know why would you take the risk yeah as a Mm -hmm. as the owner of that home I don't know I just wouldn't want that risk. Right, and right. If the bank won't risk it, why would you? Right. Is a question I always come back to. You know, doesn't the bank have more resources to cover someone defaulting than you do? Do you have the money and the time to file a foreclosure, get an attorney, all that stuff if you need to? I don't know. I don't. That kind of stuff keeps me up at night and makes me sick. But here's here's here is a reason why. If you got the stomach for it as the seller. Okay, so for the interest rate. I don't know what I asked Juris, the guy that he knows that just bought a contract sale. I said, you need to find out what his interest rate is because I'm dying to know because I bet you it's 10 or 15%. I was going to say the last one that I saw mm-hmm. was 8%. Okay. Which is about twice what the going rate is for lender mortgages. Mm-hmm. And it was a one year. Mm-hmm. The person had 12 months yeah, to, do, this. to do something with it yeah. and, um, you know, refinance, you know, get their own mortgage right. and pay off that contract. Right. So, But if you're a seller and you've got this property and you own it outright and you can make 
10 or 12% return on it. And in all likelihood, you're going to get the house back at the end of the day. And you'll start over again with someone else because you're going to take the down payment and then you're going to jump through those hoops again. You know, I don't know. But from the buyer's side, you're spending all that money to 10 or 12% on interest. Wouldn't you be better just delaying gratification a little bit, taking that extra money, paying down your debt, um, and uh, or saving it for a down payment yeah. or, or getting whatever. Getting credit cleared mm-hmm. up. I know the people that I'm referring to that I know that just bought um, on contract, you had tried to qualify them. And you can't share details, but I can. Uh, and I think they had, you know, a lot of judgments and things like that that they needed to get cleared up. And in this case, they didn't have to do it. Um, so I think that's... Uh, oh, man. Uh, you know, as a buyer, you also have to come up with a larger down payment. I, I don't think there's many instances where there wouldn't be uh, a down payment because that's part of the money that the seller's looking to get uh, is, a, is a down payment. So, um, and I think that's what a lot of people are doing this time of year is they get their tax checks and they put that towards a down payment on something. And then that just kind of puts you further behind in cleaning up your credit because you don't have that money either. And like I said, if you default then or if you have to move away for whatever reason, your situation changed or whatever, you just walk away from that. You don't get any of that money back at all. I, I should also say, too, that if if uh, a buyer does go into a contract sale like that, it is recorded at the uh, mm-hmm. county recorder's office. And they pay they each month when they make their payment to the seller, don't do it in cash. Mm-hmm. Do it in a cashier's check or personal check or some way to document it because there are loan programs that will take that will accept because it's a recorded contract mm-hmm. that the money that they've already put into the home mm-hmm. over that 12 months or mm-hmm. 24 months, they'll be able to count that towards the down payment requirement of, of the loan program. That's really good. But only if it's a recorded contract. So, so you had one instance where it was fairly successful. I mean, it yes. wasn't a complete disaster and it was a special situation where I can't remember now why the, the buyer didn't. the buyer was not out her uh, bankruptcy had not been seasoned That's uh, right. meaning she had not she had the funds to do a conventional 20% mm-hmm. down mm-hmm. but when that happens you have to be out of bankruptcy for 7 years and she wasn't. Okay. So uh, she was about to meet, be at the uh, FHA mm-hmm. uh, requirement, and so that's the route that she went. Okay. So so she did a contract sale for a year. It was a year. And she put some money down. Yes. I want to say, I'm going off memory here, maybe like $5,000 okay. or some so big, big chunk to give to the seller. And that was probably uh, non-refundable. Non-refundable. So the seller got she that She made no what. payments at whatever, 8%. Mm-hmm. Uh, now, the seller had to do their own payoff statement to give okay. to, to provide us. Okay. The seller uh, had help gotten, they got help with a title company yeah. who, you know. So basically, you were refinancing it for her. Yes, it was treated as a refinance, refinance. because it, she had recorded the contract. Okay. Yeah. Interesting. And so remember now in a situation like that, for whatever reason, the seller was, you know, didn't need that money right away, didn't need to sell in order to buy the other property. They weren't, you know, sitting around waiting. So it made sense. So there are some rare occasions. I would say that's probably one in, I don't know, a thousand. Yeah. <laughs> so I mean, it was a great transaction overall. Yeah. I mean, with everything. So. Yeah. You don't know if the seller had a mortgage on the property or not? Um, I do not know. Okay. Yeah. 
like I said, it was. But in, she shouldn't have. Right, right. In <laughs> theory, for sure. In theory. Okay. Yeah. So was I convincing? I don't know. Hopefully I was convincing. Don't do it. Save up. Know what you need to do to get yourself on the right path and then do it. Um, as always, Karen and I are here to help with that if you have questions on how to get on the right path. But we just want to encourage you to make smart decisions. And uh, and I think we feel like most of the time contract sales are not smart decisions. So since it is springtime and we are in the full swing of selling season, at least here, it's almost springtime. feels like springtime because it never got cold, never snowed. Um, I wanted to talk a little bit about what you do when you decide to buy a home because most people make that decision and then they sort of just stare blankly into space don't know what to do get that awkwardness so we were talking about the we're gonna call that the academy award awkwardness from here on out i'm assuming they were all awkward i i bet it was i saw some really good pictures of emma stone going oh my god oh my god i love that's pretty funny um so usually when a buyer decides you know okay we're gonna buy a house yay what they usually do is they start to obsess over zillow yeah. And then they randomly start to call realtors when they find a house that they think they love. Um, so, again, like I said, this is going to be the most important 10, 20, whatever minutes in radio ever. There's going to be Marconi Awards for this, I'm telling you. So listen up. Go go get your friends right now and, and tell them that they need to listen to this. Because I'm going to tell you exactly what you need to do the minute you decide to buy a home uh, to get yourself set up for success. Uh, as we all say, you know, no one teaches you this in high school. There's no class in adulting. Uh, although I thought about starting one. We should have a YouTube channel on how to adult. You can have a YouTube channel. I'll I'll run the camera. So. Slap whose face? Oh, Rachel says slap their faces because no one should be adults, right? <laughs> Screw being adults, right? All right. Let's take a break, and then we'll come back, and I will share with you the most t- important 10 minutes in radio ever. You're listening to Real Real Estate Today, your home for smart real estate. We'll be right back. Streaming live, the leader in Internet talk radio, voiceamerica.com. Are you interested in buying or selling a home? Not sure what the next step is? Deb can help. Go to realrealestatetoday.com and click on Start Here. You'll be asked a few simple questions, and Deb will personally contact you to help answer your real estate questions and connect you with a realtor in her personal nationwide network of realtors. So even if you aren't in Deb's service area, you're guaranteed to find a good match wherever you are. Visit realrealestatetoday.com. In the spirit of Have Couch Will Travel, Dr. Carol Lieberman creates a haven of sanity in an increasingly insane world. Each day we are bombarded with news of events that have never crossed our wildest nightmares. Society is spiraling out of control and everyone is reeling from it. But now there's an answer. The best way to keep sane in this insane world is to tune in to Dr. Carol's Couch on Voice America. Dr. Carol, a certified media psychiatrist, will broadcast live from her Beverly Hills office every Tuesday at 1 p.m. Pacific time. Call or log in and get help with whatever is sending you reeling whenever you need a soothing voice to calm and advise you. That's Dr. Carol's Couch every Tuesday at 1 p.m. Pacific Time here on America's Voice, voiceamerica.com. 
What if there was a radio show that could demonstrate how we can cut your taxes in half without diminishing needed government services? One that could explain how to create tens of millions of jobs at no cost to taxpayers, as well as fantastic yet easily affordable health care. Side effects include cutting crime rates nationwide, providing better education for our children, international peace and harmony, and protecting your private personal data from government intrusion. Tune in to Libertarians Working for You with Arvind Vora, Tuesdays at 8 p.m. Eastern Time, 5 p.m. Pacific Time on Voice America Variety. Streaming live, the leader in Internet talk radio, voiceamerica.com. You are listening to Real Real Estate Today. To reach Deb tomorrow or with questions and comments about the show, please send an email to Deb at realrealestatetoday.com. That's Deb at realrealestatetoday.com. Now, back to this week's program. Welcome back. We are talking today about a couple of things. We just got done with a rant about contract sales. And I hope I don't sound too preachy. I'm trying to sound. I'm just... I'm worried about you. Not you. I'm worried about you, listeners. I care about you, listeners. I think it's important because that that is an alternative for some buyers, but they need to know what that actually means. Yeah. You know. Usually I get into a little bit more detail when someone calls and asks me that question. I say, why are you thinking you need to do a contract sale? And having some, and sometimes it's, well, we don't have a down payment. Well, the contract sale is not going to work for you at all. And there could be loan options for you. And a lot of times it's just my, I think my credit's really bad. Okay, well, let's talk about what that is because sometimes it's, you know, your credit's, 20 or 30 points off. I mean, maybe there are some things you can do to quickly raise it and then you'd be Mm -hmm. much better off paying 4.5% for 30 years instead of 12% for... Two yeah. yeah, or whatever, you know. So anyways, okay, so let's get back to the topic at hand since the show's almost over now. Uh, and that is, what do you do once you've st- decided to buy a home? What's the first thing you should do? So here you go, ready? Step one, call a realtor. The end. <laughs> you don't need a step yeah. two. No. If you have the right realtor. Um, I mean, this is really the only thing you need to know, and a good realtor will educate you on the rest of the process. So how easy is that? One step, Done. You can't be that. Okay, well, that's the end of the show. Bye-bye. Thanks yeah. for listening, right? Uh, okay, I can talk a little bit more detail about that. Um, it's not that easy because you certainly have to make sure you call the right realtor. So what do most people do? Who do they call? <laughs> the name on the sign. Oh, the name on the sign. Oh, God. Nobody listens to me. I don't know how to get that word out. I seriously am up at night trying to dream up ways to educate the whole dang country on calling a realtor and all that, you know, procuring cause, limited agency, blah, 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 blah. I think people see a house that they, they, it's in a neighborhood that they really want to be in or something like that. And if they're not familiar with the, the process, they, right. they get excited. And they're like, how do we get right. into that house? Right. So and there's a sign right do there. do we make them familiar with that process? I don't know. I'm sure Snapchat has something to do with it, but I don't know how to use Snapchat. So um, I'll have to learn that. But, um, you know, so I would say, who's the, the, the realtor of the house, the realtors whose name is on the sign in front of the house that you love, is representing who? The seller. They are representing the seller. See, Karen, you get it. I do. Good job. I do. Um, so, okay, but I just want to see the house. Then I'll, then I'll get my own realtor to represent me when I write the offer. 
Oh, no, you can't do that either. I, I was trying to look up, like in my notes, I write skid. Okay. That means because I was trying to find a sound effect, a car, like, oh, halt. Yes. Yeah. Uh, sound effect on my phone. And I thought I'd try and play it over the microphone, but then I, no. It didn't happen. No, I probably need to plan ahead a little bit more. Um, so don't open that can of worms. Don't go into it thinking, I'm just going to get the listing agent to show me the house and then I'll call my realtor. Oh my gosh, no, please don't do that. No, don't do that because I I have learned this through you. (laughs) (laughs) Because I've learned it the hard way. Which is the, uh, what is it like? Procuring cause. Cause, that's right. Procuring cause, which basically means that in a nutshell, in a simplified form, he who shows it sells it. So whoever shows you the house is the one who basically is going to represent you through that sale because they're the one who did the work to get you through the door. It's a rule that's put in place to keep things fair amongst realtors. If you can imagine, you know, having one person show you a million houses and then having someone swoop in and just write the offer and they're, they're the one that gets paid the commission. It's, it's, you know, I know that that's for the general public. They don't care about that, but we care about that. So it then creates an issue between the realtors. Um, and so you just don't really want to go there, but more importantly than that, more importantly than procuring cause, think about this. You don't put yourself in a good negotiating position. If you share all your secrets with the listing agent, because the listing agent's working for who? The seller. The seller, right? So say, say and I know I gave this example before, because I know we've talked about this before, but say you're going in for a job interview and it's down to two people. Are you going to call up the best friend of the person that you're going up against for that job and tell them, you know, your interview strategy? Tell them, I'm going to tell them this, I'm going to tell them that. No, right. that's bad strategy. But that's exactly what you're doing. So it doesn't just cause, in my notes I say the word kerfuffle. (laughs) That makes me sound old, doesn't it? Is it spelled correctly? I believe so. Okay. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So I'm going to go back to my knitting and talk about kerfuffles. So it doesn't just cause a kerfuffle with the realtors. It weakens your position, too. And as a buyer, you certainly don't want that, and certainly in today's market. Um, and it doesn't even really, like, matter if you don't say anything. If you were to walk in the door and not say anything, because as a listing agent, I can tell, hey, you know what? Oh, man, they really love that house. Right. They're going to pay top dollar because they love it. <laughs> I saw her cry, you know, or whatever. Um, so, and then let's also talk about limited agency. So, these are our two, two legal terms for today. Procuring cause and limited agency. So, procuring cause is a realtor thing that you really shouldn't have to pay attention to, but you do, um, which means that he who shows the property is the one who has to represent you. Limited agency is when the realtor is working for both sides. So, in theory, it should be explained to you. If you were to call the agent on the, you can't see me make the phone sign, but every time I say call, I pick up a phone with my fingers. Um, If you were to call the listing agent, the name on the sign, and ask to see a property, they should technically, before you walk through the door, explain to you limited agency. I don't know that that always happens because sometimes it happens in a frenzy. It happens in, a, you know, awkward conversations or whatever. Um, but limited agency means that your representation is limited, that that realtor is going to represent you if you decide to buy that house, but that you're then going to get limited representation because the realtor is representing both sides. And so they have to limit what they can do in order to be fair to both sides. So, for example, you know, I like to, when I have a buyer and they are interested in a property, I'm all over social media. 
sellers, hint, hint. I'm trying to figure out why are you selling? What kind of job do you have? Why are you, are you moving because of a job? Is there, you know, uh, is there something unhappy going on that might make you more motivated? Is there something we can use in negotiations to create a better scenario for the seller so that our offer gets accepted? But I can't dig for that dirt in a limited agency situation. Um, I can't, you know, I may know how desperate they are. I may know how much the buyer loves the house. I can't share that information. I can't really even like pull up comps and say, here's what you need to offer on the house. Because if I were to say you need to offer X number of dollars on the house, then that doesn't, but that doesn't represent the seller well. So it's a limited uh, representation. Does that make sense? It makes sense to me. A lot of people do it. It's not necessarily the end of the world to do limited agency but you just need to understand that uh it uh it does kind of limit the representation that you get so it's something that you need to know before you walk through the door and make a decision before you walk through the door so that if you decide "Mm, wait i don't want to do limited agency you can go get your own representation uh if you're a seller, you actually typically agree or don't agree to limited agency when you're signing your listing contract. That's a question that's in the listing. I know you never see listing contracts, no, Karen. No. Okay, so but it is a portion in the in the contract that says I agree to allow uh, the listing agent to represent the buyer and enter into limited agency, or I don't allow them to. So you have that conversation when you list. I'll never know because I will never see one because we will never move. That will never happen with me. I could sell your house for a lot of money. Tony's so stationary. Like, well, but anyways, that's good to know, though, because yep. what if, you know, like I would want to be selfish with my realtor. Right. My realtor. Realtor. I would want to just, yeah, right. make sure that they are 100% working for me. Okay, so hopefully I've made it clear that you should not call the name that's on the sign. That that's not where you start. That So the, then the question is, so what realtor do you call? Well, probably the best damn realtor in the state that you live in. There you go. Or any state. You can call me. I can hook you up with a realtor anywhere you are, really, honestly. So if you trust me, call me. Um, I don't think a lot of people realize that. But I, I, I can do that. No, I think people probably think, like, if I'm just, like, relocating from one city, you know, I'm moving 200 miles away, but, like, you're still within the same state. I think people would think that and right. say... Hey, local agents, can you help me find someone? Like, do you recommend someone right. up in this area? Right. But to to think that you could help someone find uh, an agent out in Colorado right. or right. Nevada or whatever. Yeah, but we do it all the time because uh, we have connections. We have resources to help you find, like, the right agents um, and help, you know, kind of be matchmaker. So if anybody does need a, a lead on a good realtor, you can certainly contact me via my uh, email or Facebook, and, and I can hook you up with that. Um you can also ask friends and family. I think that's a great way to get opinions on, you know, who's a good realtor, who's worked well for them. Certainly as realtors, uh, you know, we like getting those referrals because um, the people come to us and they kind of already trust us because, you know, we've worked with their family members. I have families that I've gone through pretty much every family, every branch of the family tree. And I love that. I feel like I'm the official realtor of the family. Um, and then I think Google can also be an option. I 
I'm always super impressed when I meet people and they ask me questions based on what they've seen on my website or I'll say something like, oh, yeah, I saw that on your website. Um, and I'm like, oh, they're looking at it. That's so well, awesome. Well, it goes back to, you You know, you've always encouraged people to interview their realtor. Yeah, and we're going to talk and about And it's kind of like yeah. if you were going up for a job interview, yeah. I always research the company so mm-hmm. that, you know, you know, well, one, you should know what kind of company you're working for, but two that if that ends up being a talking point in your initial conversation, then it means that I've done my homework. I've, I've done a little research on this person, this company. Right. And that's what uh, we're going to talk about. And the next segment is interviewing the realtor. See, you know. I know. I I'm don't even... so predictable. <laughs> so basically what you need to do is you need to find a realtor or a couple that you want to talk to. And you need to just email them, call them, text them, whatever. And uh, I get a lot of leads just people emailing me. And, you know, we watch our email like hawks, so that's totally fine. I know the millennials like the email and the texting, and that's totally fine with me. Uh, And just say, you know, hey, this is my name. And um, if you were referred by a family member, I love to hear that, that, you know, my sister gave me your name. you, You helped her buy a house, and she had really great things to say. Flatter me. That's nice, too. And, uh, you know, I'm interested in buying a house. Could we set up a time to talk? That's all you have to say. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I, again, kind of that awkwardness, like people go, okay, I need to call this realtor now, but I don't know what I'm supposed to say. <laughs> yes. Whenever I send, when I meet people here and then I send them over to you, I'll send them to a lender. I'll go, just say, hi, Deb sent me help. You, yeah. That's all you need <laughs> to, say. to say. And Karen, yeah. I'll take it from there. So it's kind of the same way, um, you know, with realtors. So let's talk after the break about um, a little bit about the concept of interviewing a realtor. You're hiring someone to work for you. And so why wouldn't you interview them? Um, you know, I think the smartest buyers I have come in and say they're interviewing realtors. And, and sometimes I don't think they actually are interviewing a bunch of realtors. They just say that to me, which is totally fine because it kind of gives you an out if things you know don't go well or you don't click or you don't mesh. Helps get you off the hook. That's fine. But just to come by and chat. And at the end of the appointment, you typically know in your gut whether it's a good fit or not. So we'll talk about that interview here in just a few minutes when we come back from break. Uh, you're listening to Real Real Estate Today, your home for smart real estate. Stimulating talk gets those synapses in the brain firing really fast. All the time. The number one internet talk station where your opinion counts. VoiceAmerica.com Are you interested in buying or selling a home? Not sure what the next step is? Deb can help. Go to realrealestatetoday.com and click on Start Here. You'll be asked a few simple questions and Deb will personally contact you to help answer your real estate questions and connect you with a realtor in her personal nationwide network of realtors. So even if you aren't in Deb's service area, you're guaranteed to find a good match wherever you are. Visit realrealestatetoday.com. Are you or someone you know interested in attending college? With both college tuition and college enrollment up 60% since 2002, there is a lot of competition, and careful planning needs to be a part of the process. Tune in to Getting In, a college coach conversation. Hosted by Elizabeth Heaton and featuring a team of college coach experts, we'll bring you the tips, techniques, and know-how to navigate the road to college and do so the smart way. 
Listen live every Thursday at 4 p.m. Eastern Time, 1 p.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Variety Channel. Second Wind Success, hosted by Gene Garino, is all about helping boomers catch their second wind in business and life. Most of us achieve our greatest success after the age of 50. Life has a learning curve with a few stumbling blocks along the way. As long as you stay committed to your vision and adapt along the way, you'll find the success you're looking for. Tune in to Second Wind Success every Wednesday at noon Pacific Time, 3 p.m. Eastern Time on Voice America Variety. Streaming live, the leader in Internet talk radio, voiceamerica.com. You are listening to Real Real Estate Today. To reach Deb tomorrow or with questions and comments about the show, please send an email to Deb at realrealestatetoday.com. That's Deb at realrealestatetoday.com. Now, back to this week's program. All right, we are back in the segment known as How Fast Can Deb Talk because she's only halfway through her notes and we only have one segment left. Okay, so we were talking about interviewing a realtor. What's the one thing you need to know when you, uh, what's the first thing you do when you decide you want to buy a house? You call the uh, call you, a realtor. You call your realtor. Your realtor. Oh you my gosh, find like your realtor. Me. You, I know. <laughs> You're like I know. at me. Okay. Because that's the point I want to make. Okay, so... We're talking about how you find that realtor who's working for you and not working for the seller um, in interviewing. Um, and, and again, I just want to say, here's a helpful hint. Remember this. Remember, this is so important. Experienced realtors, we do this all the time. We talk to people who are new to home buying all the time. So we know how to guide the conversation. Just come into my office and sit down. And I will guide the conversation if you don't have questions. If you want to have questions, um, you know, come armed with questions. That's great. I love that. Um, But you certainly don't need to because I'm going to guide the conversation just like I'm going to guide you through the process. If I cannot guide you through an interview, you know, an initial conversation, Mm -hmm. then that's a good sign. That the whole process is going to be awkward and we're trying to avoid awkwardness because the Academy Awards was enough awkwardness for the next year. So here, um, if you do want to ask some questions, you know, one good question, how long have you been in residential real estate sales? That's always a nice thing to know that they're either experienced or if they're newer that they've got a support system behind them uh, so that you don't run into any snags. Are you full-time? I think that's an important question to ask. Only because, um, one, if you're full-time, you know the ins and outs of the market. They're submerged in it every day. They're not, um, you know, just coming back every once in a while and checking in on what the real estate market is doing. But they're living and eating and breathing it. When are they available for showings and does that work for your schedule? I know that can be an issue for a lot of people. Um, You know, there are people that maybe work in the evenings and... um, you know, need to be available during the day. And if your realtor has another day job, then that can make things tricky. Um, But also being full-time means being available when the perfect house comes on the market, which is kind of what our market is right now. Um, I woke up this morning and I had the show to do and that was it. And now I have three appointments tonight, you know, that all got set up before noon because houses hit the market and boom, we have to jump and we have to go show them because they're going to be gone tomorrow. Um, what's the what's your method here's another question to ask what's your method for helping me find the right house I know some realtors just set people up on automated searches and then go on their merry way I don't do that I have a personal issue with that but that's just kind of my hang up I feel like in our market and in the way that the market is going being so busy that when you set people up on automated searches you have to define parameters 
and uh, I'm a little bit of a think outside the box kind of gal. Uh, I like, and and I think sometimes you have to think outside the box. And so if it, if I have to define a search parameter and stick with that, then I'm going to miss those outside the box opportunities. So um, I search new listings three, four, five, six, seven, eight, ten times a day and run through kind of the Rolodex in my head of my current clients and I send them listings. Um, you know, that's kind of how I do it. But just find out what their method is and how that sits with you. Do you require me to sign a buyer's agent contract? You've ever, ever seen one of these, Karen? No. Did you know they existed? No. Oh, yeah. I don't know if anybody around here does it. When I started in real estate 10 years ago, I went to a class on it. There was some some agents up in Indianapolis who were really pushing this. And basically, it's signing an exclusive agreement that you will work with this as a buyer. I am going to sign a contract with you to work with you and you only. And it's basically protecting the realtor saying, you're going to get paid no matter what. If I find a for sale by owner, if I buy something that's new construction straight from the builder, you're still going to get paid. But it also, um, you know, it's kind of a two-way street in that, you know, the the realtor then knows that you're a live good candidate. Are those um, still out there? Do people they do are. those? Okay. Yeah. Um, I don't, and I don't feel like I need to, I think, and I think most realtors, at least around here, feel like if I work hard for you, you will recognize my loyalty to you and reciprocate with loyalty back to me. that business from that. Yeah. Um, but, you know, we've all been screwed once or twice. That is true. That makes you feel like maybe I should do this buyer's agent contract because you, you know, spend months and months and months working for someone and they just happen to call another realtor on a whim. They call the listing agent or something and then boom, you know, all, all your hard work is... For not, for not. But anyways, um, you know, one of the things you can do, I love when clients do this, they come armed with a couple of listings that they've seen and they ask, you know, hey, what's your opinion on these? They ask, what neighborhoods should we be considering? Um, questions like that is going to help gauge, uh, help you, the buyer, gauge the realtor's knowledge of different neighborhoods. And I think start to understand, I like to go through on my computer when they're in my office and say, what about this house? And they're going to start to be like, okay, she gets us. Or she doesn't get us. Um, And then also what methods of communication do you prefer? I think that's really important because if you're a texter, as the buyer, if you're a texter and your agent is not a texter, that's going to drive you crazy. I have a lot of clients who get frustrated with lenders, not Karen, but other lenders because like a lot of people work in environments where you're in cubicles and everybody can hear everything you say. And they say, I don't call me on my phone because right. I, I don't want to answer these personal questions out loud where everybody can. I had one chick a couple years ago and she got really frustrated with her lender uh, because he just insisted on calling and she's like, you need to email me and I'm happy to answer these questions. So make sure your communications match up as well. But honestly, just let the conversation roll. And if it's Academy Award awkward, it's not going to get any better. If the agent is distracted, they're going to continue to be distracted. And if you feel like they're suggesting things that are outside your price range that may not be a good fit, um, you know, if they don't ask you questions, just keep looking. Trust your gut. That's kind of what I tell people when you're picking a house. Trust your gut. Your gut will tell you if it's good or not. Um, Okay, so wait a minute. If the market's crazy, like you keep saying, I don't have time to set up appointments to interview realtors because I got to look at this new listing today. I could see someone saying that. And and you're right. You don't have time. So get your shit together. That's my best (laughs) advice. Get your shit together and plan ahead. Yeah. Um, This is adulting. Now I sound like I'm preaching to people, and I'm sorry. I don't mean to do that. But this is the biggest purchase you will ever make. It is a commitment, and you need to do some legwork, and you need to plan ahead. Um, 
you know, one thing to consider is that, um, I'm going to skip ahead to the end here. What do you do if you're just a curious buyer? I don't know. You, you get you? people that are like, well, I'm just kind of curious. Like, I feel like I need to maybe see a couple houses to see if the timing is right. And if I can get, you know, maybe, maybe I am going to move. I'm not really sure. I'm trying to figure out where I want to be. And that's fair, right? Mm-hmm. To be curious. That's fair. We accept all people here. Um, but you still go back to step one and you still establish a relationship with a realtor and you indicate to that realtor that you're going to, when the time comes, you will be loyal to them. You, you, you appreciate what the realtor is, you know, the time, the effort that they're putting out. Um, and that it's not necessarily paid, but you know, that you have their loyalty. I'm okay with that. I got to eat next year too. So if the sale happens this year or next year or two years from now, that's fine. Um, but I think indicating that you know how it works, you know, it's like when I go in to buy like a washer and dryer or a mattress or something like that, maybe I'm not ready right that second, but I always say to the salesperson, Hey, I get it, how it works. Can you give me your card? When are you working next? Because if I come back and want, I'm ready to buy, I'd like to come back when you're here so I can make sure that you get the commission. Exactly. Uh, And I think that's fair. And I think if you indicate to people that you understand how that works, then, you know, I'm willing to take that time away from dinner with my family in the evenings to show you a couple houses and to help you kind of sort through, you know, what the situation is. All right. Eh, I didn't cover everything I wanted to. But anyways, what's the most important thing? Call your Call realtor. your realtor. It's all you need to know. Hey, I want to buy a house. Great. Call your realtor. Oh, I don't have a realtor. Great. Go get one. Don't call the name on the sign. And call me, and I will help you. Uh, you can reach me at deb at realrealestatetoday.com, or you can reach out on Facebook. I'm always checking my messages on there, too. That's Deb Tomorrow Realtor. So please follow us there. Always good stuff. Thank you for joining us this week. We are going to work on a little therapy and recovering from the Academy Award awkwardness. I just hate awkwardness. It doesn't, I don't know. I feel bad for people. And we will be back next week with another great show. Be sure to check out our shows on iTunes as well as voiceamerica.com. There's a, oh my gosh, probably almost 50 shows. There's tons of information there if you're looking at buying or selling. Thanks for tuning in. Always appreciate it. And we will be in touch real soon. This was Real Real Estate Today, your home for smart real estate. Thank you for tuning in to Real Real Estate Today. Please join your host, Deb Tomorrow, for another edition every Tuesday at 12 noon Pacific Time, 3 p.m. Eastern Time, on the Voice America Variety Channel. Until next week, take care of your home. It's one of your most important assets.